Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. FM 104's Strawberry Alarm Clock, the podcast. <laughs> Dublin's FM 104, it's the Strawberry Alarm Clock, right? He's Mr. Sunday Night. He's Mr. Room to Improve. He's Mr. Meetings in a Hot Tub. Dermot Bannon. The show you did going around the States looking at the dream houses. Yes. Tell me you're doing more of that because like, that must be much easier for you to do. You just go oh, and I loved just it. wander I, around. Everything's done. Yeah, and I, have n- I don't have to answer any questions. I don't have to. I loved it. It was, it, was, um, it, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Because you're making a TV show, you get access to places that you would never get access yeah. to. So, like, the, say the Leonard Street apartment, which was the one up on the 52nd floor. Amazing. Like, you would, I, if I was Joe Bloggs on the street, there's no way I would get access to that unless I could prove to them that I had 52 million to buy it. Wow. I wasn't even going to be letting in the doors. But because we were making a TV programme, we were. What was great for me was that the, the, there was a production team on it, right? And the production team put together a big, long list of buildings that we should go and see. And, and I was there, no, 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 no. Or this one, yeah, yeah. But there's a couple of them that they insisted that I went to. Um, and I said, no, I, I, I think it's a fad. I think that's crazy. And I, no, I don't think it's proper. They said, you're going anyway, Dermot. Right. And I said, but they were the ones that I actually liked the best. There was a house built in a hangar. I and it was, a, it was a little farmhouse and the guy had built a massive big hangar over it and I was like this is just nonsense and I, wa- I didn't want to go and I was kind of soaking mm. in the car and kicking my feet a bit <laughs> and doing as much stamping around as I possibly could but it, it was in, you know they didn't really pay any attention to that so I got there and I got it. It wasn't that it was a house. Do you ever say go into an open plan space and you might put up, um, say, room dividers or in an office you have the little screens yeah. that go up around you yeah. and it kind of creates little pods yeah. right that's what the house, the house did like that, in yeah. the middle of the hangar. The house actually and acted like a room divider. So at one, it was shoved up against the hangar at one end and it made this really tall, narrow space and that became his office. And then at the other end, it had this huge, big, majestic space. But then you could still use the rooms inside it. So all it did was that acted like a room divider and then all the space around it you could use for whatever. There was mm. no defined rooms. There was no living room. There's no dining room. There was no office. There was n- the only rooms that were defined were the two bathrooms. Wow. Other than that, just kind of, if you want to sit there and eat your dinner, sit there and eat your dinner. And what he did is he watched where the kids went to. Yeah. He watched where it was nice to be in the morning and then just left the house of all. And I just thought, like, that's actually, that's a future house. Wow. When we've kind of got rid of all the preconceived, we, we love our preconceived notions of the good dining room, the good sitting room. Yeah. You have to do this, you have to do that. The neighbours have done this. He, there was not one preconceived notion in that house. And that's what I thought was really cool. And if I hadn't been forced to go and see that house I wouldn't have got it because I thought from photographs it just looked like a pile of nonsense yeah. but when you're there and you're experiencing things and, and, and even just the fact that he held on to the old farmhouse you could go into the old living room right and that was really warm and cosy and it had the stove and then you go back out into the hangar so you can't describe that we think of oh that's a big room it'll hold three couches but the, the height <laughs> you know but the height makes a massive difference mm. it's like going um, 
this is sounding a bit religious, but it's like when you're in a confessional. Yeah. Anybody remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you go out into the church. Right. You know, like you're going from these tiny little spaces. But imagine that in your house that you can actually, it's like going from a phone box into a park. Yeah. Like there was mm. that amazing feeling of when you walked from one space to another, the whole dynamic of the place changed and no photograph could show that. Right. And that's why I, the, the, the variety of projects that I went to see, I, I thought like showed a lot of, it's not very it, different, it, yeah. I learned a huge amount from yeah. it. So, I mean, it's not just room to improve. There's that show you mentioned. You, you did the projects in the Royal College of Surgeons. Yes. Where, oh, over Where the does last, it all end? Well, how do you, <laughs> like you mentioned that you bring, you were eating your dinner looking over Daniel's uh, plans for the house. Yeah. Uh, like You also have an architect business. Practice, yeah. So that's, so anyone who runs their own business never is off anyway. No. So how do you turn, when you come home, you're eating your dinner, you're looking over plans, drawings. Where um, do you stop? I, I suppose the only thing that makes me stop is, is is the kids. So it's going, bringing them to football matches, uh, bringing them swimming. Uh, that it's kind of the commitments that you have. Mm. Yeah. Um, that like, and I'm like every other parent. Like you know, if it's called off because of rain, I'm going yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but is it hard to kind of differentiate TV personality, normal job? family life is it hard to I think it's all, all the same in? like I am like I suppose it, it spills into everything it's I'm one of the lucky people and I know this sounds really naff but I'm one of the lucky people who gets to do what they absolutely love yeah. and like when I go to bed I read architecture books mm. I, like like around the house it's architecture <laughs> magazines um, who lives most in a house the, like this most of the people I follow <laughs> on Instagram are architects most of the people yeah. I you know like that's that's my life and I love it I absolutely yeah. adore it um, and I don't mind the fact that it spills into every part of my life um, and, and that's just me I'm, I, I've for, for years kind of beat myself up oh I should be getting a hobby I should be out running I should be doing this and to be honest with you I'm just actually happy enough to it, it, it's, it, I'm just incredibly lucky like yeah. there's lots of people I suppose who do jobs that are kind of all intense and, and people say oh they need a break or they need that but sometimes like I, I went to see I got my no, this is now long story short but I went to get my sinuses sorted out at Christmas and I was chatting away to uh, it's an allergy specialist out in uh, Paul Carson his name out in Slorgan yeah. and he would be a bit the same like he's he, he uh, his job takes up and he and I said oh I, I know I need to slow down he says why and I said I don't know and he was the first person <laughs> who asked, he was the first person your thing? he was the first person who asked me he says but you'd be miserable if you did yeah yeah, yeah. and he, Everybody said like because my mum says it, my wife says it, my mum-in-law says it. Everybody says, "Oh, you need to slow down. You need to do something different." And he was, and and I, I was talking about my sinuses and my health and stress and all that. And I says, "I know I need to slow down." And he was the first person, and he was a doctor. Yeah. He turned around and he says, "Why?" And he says, "You love it, and you're good at it, and you enjoy it, and mm. it's clear that you enjoy it. Why the hell would you slow exactly. down? Why would you hell would you do something different?" So I just kind of. I I've, I haven't looked at my watch for 13 years wow you that's know, a good one, isn't it I don't like time you know, only for if I have to be somewhere mm. or, but other than that like I don't ever the day, you the don't wish the time away no and the days don't drag I just sometimes yeah. look and say where did that year go yeah and like, can you work from home yeah, I can work from anywhere I can work well. from the car I can work from <laughs> uh, hot spots are brilliant on your phone yeah, yeah. yeah no I've done drawings in the car not when I'm driving Yes, uh, of course. But uh, you know, like our, like even like I, I, I view the show just the final edit and all that. But like I pulled into a car park last and and watch. Yeah, it is. I just I can tend to like when we were traveling up and down to Donegal, staying in hotels. Like you're just you're constantly. I'm liking my kids now. What's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the first question my kids <laughs> ask when they go anywhere. Is what's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> now I'm gone like a, I'm gone like a ten year old. Um, so but I enjoy it. I love it. Um, I don't know what else I do. Like I I uh, I did make it one of my goals for this year try and get a hobby 
But there's nothing like you know. I'd love to be a pilot, but like you can't really right. be a pilot. As a Making hobby, TV can you? shows about your hobby well, is you a do. kind of a hobby. Yeah. But one. it is, yeah. yeah. Well, you could do flying lessons. I mean, you're not going to be flying know, an Aer Lingus not, plane tomorrow. But yeah, I know. But that's not like you can't just head out the door for a flying lesson, can you? You can't yeah. just. Well, it's an expensive hobby too. But you know, I think I'm it's sure much business is okay, Dermot. To, but it's not easier just. To, <laughs> it's not easier just to play tennis. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> a bit colder though. It's a bit um, colder. When you look around Dublin in particular, what what buildings? Probably the more recent ones. What do you think that was a good job? Or I wish I designed that. Ooh, what are my favourites? Um, I'm trying to think of the ones that people know. The Department of Finance. Yeah. Yes. Do you know where it is? No. No. So let me see. I'll see. Just, so do you know where uh, the Shelburne Hotel is? Yeah. And if you walk down towards Baggett Street, there's a little cemetery there. Yeah. Um, and it's a Huguenot cemetery. And the Department of Finance is right on the corner of that. Okay. That, I think, is a really cool building. It's designed by Grafton Architects. Right. They're one of the best architects in the world. Right. Um, and uh, let me see what else. I suppose the one that everyone thinks of, and I'm not saying this, is because mm. you you might think it's probably a love-hate style building. The convention centre is very futuristic looking. I don't know if it would be architecturally you'd go, wow. It wouldn't be my favourite building in, in, right. in, 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 yeah. in Dublin. What is your favourite building? Uh, old school old, one. Old school one. Um, like which one would you stop and take pictures of? Ooh, I always liked the Irish Life Centre. That yeah. was one that I liked yeah. as a kid. You know, yeah. the bronze glass. And, yeah. and you know what it was? I think it was the... Um, the buildings that stand out to me as the, the first kind of modern buildings were the ones that made a little kind of space outside. So there's, you know, the bank that used to be in Baggett Street. I think it used to bank be of Ireland. Bank of yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I think they've moved out of there now. It's yeah, called Museum Plaza or something. But there was a lovely sculpture in the front yeah. of that, and it had this really cool kind of plaza kind of space. I always remember them as kids. And the Irish Life Centre had the exact same. It had the big sculpture and it still you know, does. It froze yeah. over last. Froze, froze over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of buildings. I I I like the central bank. Um, the new one. I like the old one. The old one. Well, I like the new that, one too. The the old one's going to be fully redeveloped, which with I think a rooftop restaurant and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So, uh, do you think uh, do people care more less? Like obviously around here, it's flying up. You cross the Liffey. There's I think that building will be taller or is already taller than Liberty yeah. Hall. Uh, is there pressure? Do you get pressure from governments to make sure it looks right, or are you kind of left to your free devices? Oh, well, you get well, not from government, but you do from planners. Like right. planners will be um, like I did, we, we made the big build last year and one of the kind of the stories that was in the beginning was the, the, the planners are coming out to check that the glass was right. Okay. That there was, there, it was there, there was a milky white glass going on to the College of Surgeons and, and the planners came out to make sure that that they do. No, planners care and care a lot. Okay. And I think they're like they, they um, planners in Dublin are, are brilliant. Like they, they do like there's a the, we the problem in Ireland is we they, they, we don't have enough control. Like every like everybody's saying what the housing crisis. We do need to build more housing. We do need to focus on that. But you can only focus like you can only planners can only deal with what comes into them. Mm. So they can't say we'd like to redevelop the whole of the Coombe into yeah. really great housing because they don't own it. Yeah. And it's all owned by loads of different people. So what they do do and what they do have control over, I think they do a great job. Um, and there's some great planners in, in Dublin City Council. Um, so, yeah, no, I, they, they do. Con- but I, like a lot of the times a client will sometimes say, I want to do this. And you're thinking, oh, I don't I don't think it's right. And sometimes you're delighted when the planner turns around. You go to a pre-planning meeting, the planner says, oh, well, I wouldn't allow that. And you're going, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you, you you have to explore it on behalf of your client but there's times when you're, you're kind of thinking oh I don't know if that's the right thing to do but they say well try it anyway well let's try it um, so <laughs> like I, I, I think yeah there's some great buildings going up in Dublin I think mm. over the last kind of like look at um, around the Grand Canal um, area like and the, the you know the 
the, the Grand Canal Theatre and you've got yes. the, the, yeah. the, the Red Beacons and but all the apartments around there like that's a really great place to live and um, there's, there's shops there's restaurants there's tons to do like mm. I've often like if you're going for a pizza I'll bring the kids up there even though mm. I live in Drumcantra I'll drive the whole because they love just running around there yeah. after mm. after a pizza you know up on, 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 on the, course, the, yeah. the bollards and things like that so I think they're like where Dublin has been redeveloped and in big chunks that they've done like look at Temple Bar that was the first area of Dublin to be redeveloped really quickly um, and back in 1990 but look at it now yeah. it's actually almost become a victim of its own success it's yeah. one of the most popular areas mm. in Dublin to go but that was a really cool and trendy art place now it's okay I know there's a lot of pubs but it's still it's still down the other good. end of it near yeah near to Parliament Street yeah it's yeah you know it is yeah um Right. No, I was just curious because obviously we don't, as the public, you just see all these yeah, double mornings places, flying yeah. up. You yes. don't know what they're going to look like. The, the finished. Well, part, I so. think they are. Yeah. They're they're kind of keeping. Uh, it's called a shoulder line. So that's a, a a line of a building at the very top. So you might have another little bit on the top for a plant room or where it's stepped back. But they're keeping the shoulder lines pretty similar. Like I think along the keys now is is, is getting exciting, and that's it's it all, it has a very European city feel about it. Like yeah. If you go yeah. to Rotterdam or if you you know any places that, like that were built up quickly over say the, the, the Rotterdam was bombed. So yeah. they, they rebuilt it quickly and Amsterdam wasn't. So that's why it is. But like along the quays in Dublin is all practically new built. You know, they're clearing away a lot of the, the older buildings yeah. there and warehouses and they're putting. And I think it looks great. It and I think yeah, there, there's a there's but there's a there is a continuity there. I think they're they're keeping mm. the buildings the same height. And there's an awful lot of pressure on Dublin to go high rise. And, and you know, I government are talking about it now. And I think it's a bit of nonsense. Like we don't need to go. We don't need to put skyscrapers into Dublin. We're not New York. Like. It's we, we, we just need to make uh, the city just in the periphery, just outside the city. We need to make that denser. So like there's like once you go, you can get into your car and in five minutes, you can be into really low density yeah. Dublin. Mm. Like you go out to Artane, Clontarf, like it's all yeah. big back garden. That's it's five minutes in your car. Rathmines, no yeah, Rathmines, Mount Marion, all of these. So I think we need to make the suburbs a lot denser. And I think like the whole of the country could be living within the M50 or saying the whole the whole of Dublin could live within the M50. There's enough space there. Like we Barcelona mm. is, I, I think it's four times the size of Dublin and it's in a smaller footprint yeah. so we can do it but it, it's the, the, uh, people go on with a bit of nonsense oh, the whole thing needs to be we'd, look we tried skyscrapers we tried high rise it didn't really work you know we mm. need to we need to just make denser better communities proper parks proper greens you know nice places to hang out you don't need a garden if you can go down and if there's a football pitch or something at the, at the bottom of your thing if there's a playground you know, communal thing yeah a good communal thing not just the leftover spaces that they kind of tend to do you know developers like in the last kind of tranche like there's a bit of land there a bit of land here it makes up your your green open space criteria but mm. does it give you it does it give you a nice open space that's what we need that's what we need to focus on is building proper communities because I'd quite happily live with a family with three kids in an apartment if it was a big enough apartment if it had proper storage and there was a great park within a minute that yeah. you could bring them down to and they can run around and sure. we're safe you know yeah, I think he's thought about this, Jim. Yeah, I think he's, we certainly are passionate about what you what you do and what you're into. Um, listen, uh, we'll look forward to the rest of the episodes. Room Thank to improve. you. We'll be there on Twitter. You'll be there on Twitter. <laughs> watching with everybody else. The whole country watches it. We noticed that. Now I'm just wondering, do they, watch, do they watch the TV show at all or is it all on Twitter? No, they do. They watch for something funny to happen. Because yes. we're, yeah. we're nosy as a nation and we're obsessed with property. So it's the perfect show. <laughs> so we can, can have a nose around people's rewind. houses. Uh, right, so listen, uh, Gerald Bowman, it's great to see you. Thank and, you. Uh, we look forward to seeing the rest of the show. Cheers, dude. Thank you very much. You've been listening to FM 104's Strawberry Alarm Clock Podcast. <laughs>